Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled working mother who hit snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can follow a nutrition plan that supports their goals, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of their to-do list, and go to bed feeling fantastic about the day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle, and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. Now on to this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Carol Perlman, and thank you so much for joining me today for another episode. I know it's been a couple of weeks since I've had a new episode. It's been a bit of a crazy time over here, so I'm so excited to be back and sharing some new content with you. So today I have a question for you. We're going to start out with a question. And my question for you is, when is the last time that you did something purely for fun, purely because it was something that you enjoy and is fun and has no expectations for productivity and is simply for yourself? I'm going to guess that a lot of people will say not in a long time. And it makes a lot of sense because life is busy. I don't, I say this all the time. I don't know anyone who's sitting around twiddling their thumbs with extra time in their hands. I mean, life is busy. And the first thing to go can be the things that you need to do or want to do just for yourself. And so today I'm doing a follow-up on episode 33. This goes back a while ago. This was actually over a year ago where I had a really great conversation with Dr. Deborah Cohen, and it was about nurturing creativity in kids. And this was actually a wildly popular episode. I believe it still ranks among the top five downloaded episodes. And there's a reason for that is because it's a great topic. And in that episode, we were really exploring how we can help our kids through nurturing creativity, how we can help them with a lot of other aspects of their life, um, you know, how to create happy, well-adjusted kids, well-adjusted kids by nurturing creativity in them. And, you know, I've been thinking that, you know, while it is so important that we do this for kids, it is also so important that we do this for ourselves. And like I said before, it's something that is easily the first to go because it feels like it's just extra. And so I wanted to tell a little story about what's been going on in, in regards to creativity here in my house and share some thoughts um, that really illustrate why it is such a powerful powerful thing. I don't know. I can't come up with a better word. It's just a powerful thing to bring into your life and your family's life. So I happen to have a kid who is very creative and really does enjoy creative projects. And then I have another kid who's more into sports. Um, My first one is is as well, but the second one isn't as interested in arts and creative projects. Um, So Anyway, so I recognize that every kid is different and every person is different and, you know, not everybody is drawn to the arts. And so it might take some digging to find the activity that's really going to tap into this part of your brain 
and it's not going to be the same activity for everyone. So my younger son, uh, he likes to move from one project to another and he gets interested in a certain art technique and he does that for a little while. And then he discovers something else, probably on TikTok. And he gets interested and he learns all about that. And he asked me to buy all sorts of supplies and we try it out and uh, we do that for a while. And so early in the summer, he started asking me about learning how to use a pottery wheel. And I don't know where this came from again. He must have seen something on TikTok, probably because, you know, when you watch one art project and it shows you a related video on something else. So he must have seen someone doing it and thought, this is really cool. I want to learn how to do it. And I thought it was so funny. He and I are very similar. And I should also say that I'm someone uh, who has a very strong creative side and creative interest. I love to create. I love all sorts of arts projects and crafty projects and cooking and baking and coloring and paint and all that kind of stuff. So he and I definitely share this and um, I'm a very happy assistant, <laughs> a very um, compliant assistant to him. So anyway, he started telling me that he was interested in and curious to learn about this pottery wheel and could we get one? And so we went around and around a lot about this idea and I had to show him that, you know, a pottery wheel is really not something you can do at home. It's messy we don't know how to do it. And I don't think it's something that you can easily pick up on your own. And then you have to fire your project and glaze it and fire it again. And we don't have a kiln and I'm not buying a kiln for my house. And so it's really not a project we can do at home. So we need to find a place where we could do this. So I searched high and low and made lots of phone calls trying to figure out where could we find this pottery wheel and learn how to do it. And I had other demands from him. So he also didn't want to take a class because he says in a lot of these art classes, they spend so much time teaching and giving instructions and telling you the theory behind the, the process. And he didn't really want to know that. He just wanted to dive in and really, I think, just feel the clay and see what it was like to use the wheel and just kind of learn on his own. So it was a tall order for me to find the right um, location or the, or the right venue where we could do this. And I looked into a lot of these great maker spaces. And if you're not familiar with them, a maker space is a publicly sponsored place where they have lots of very expensive equipment through wonderful donations. And it's a place that fosters creativity where you can go use equipment and learn techniques that you might not learn otherwise and take advantage of them. So they're really a wonderful a wonderful asset in a lot of local communities. So I called a couple of those, but they, they, you know, when I finally found one, a lot of them didn't have pottery wheels. And then I found one who said, yeah, you know, we have one in the closet. We could dig it out, but we don't really have anyone who could teach you. And, you know, we don't really have a kiln. So you'd have to find somewhere else to fire it afterwards. And so that just really wasn't going to work. Well, anyway, I searched and searched and I finally found this really great place not too far from my house. And they had these small classes of four people. And I thought this could work. You know, he didn't want this big classroom setting, but this could work. It's close to home. And it was a one hour class for a series. I think, I don't know, it's three months, maybe it's 12, 12 weeks or something like that. And then I realized, you know, if I'm going to be driving him there and it's really not long enough to go home and come back. I don't want to just wait in the car. I might as well just do this class with him. So my son and I signed up for a pottery wheel class this fall. And let me tell you, it has been so much fun. 
We have been looking forward to this. We love the first one. And the whole next week, we were looking forward. Tuesday is our pottery day. And on Mondays, we get so excited. Tomorrow's pottery. We get to go back again. And we've totally loved it. And it was a great setting. The teacher is wonderful. And it's just the four of us. And um, I'm the only grown up in the room, but I really don't care. And she, you know, walks us through what we need to learn. And it is definitely not something we would have easily picked up at home because she needs to help us a lot. And, you know, clay is very finicky to work with and you have to apply just the right amount of pressure and really know what you're doing so that it doesn't do things you don't want it to do, like fly off the wheel. And so this teacher is great and she walks us through the process. We've made a bunch of uh, projects. We've made mugs, we've made bowls, we've made these really cute Halloween pumpkins. And next week, is it week four? Maybe week four or five, I think. Um, We're going to start glazing and then I think we'll be able to bring home some of our projects. And so it's been really a wonderful surprise and a really interesting thing has been happening. So I noticed that for this one hour class, I am totally in the moment, I think in part because I really don't know what I'm doing. So it's not something I can effortlessly do. I have to really pay attention and think about it. And I noticed that I'm not thinking about anything else. I am totally in the moment with this hunk of clay, hoping it doesn't fly off the wheel and that I don't squish it and totally destroy it. And I really don't have space to think of anything else. And it's a pretty phenomenal experience to just truly be in the moment with something, especially something that's physical, that has a lot of sensory aspects to it. You know, the feel of the clay, the cool feeling of it when it's new, the warm feeling when you've worked on it for too long, um, you know, how smooth it feels. And, and I don't know, it's just kind of indescribable working with your hands and really being immersed in this process and getting out of your head. And for me, that's really, really hard to do. I'm a very cerebral person. And I think a lot of people are, you know, especially moms, we are juggling so many thoughts in our head. We're always five steps ahead thinking about what's coming up next, who needs what, where do we need to be? What the heck am I going to make for dinner for the 9,000th time? And it's really, really hard to let all of that go and just be in the moment. And so I have found that through this pottery class, it's just a little bit of a break from all of those thoughts and a chance to be in the moment. And um, you know, the instructor has even told me that my hands are very stiff. It's really hard for my hands to relax. And you have to relax to work with this clay. You just kind of have to maneuver it just so. And so she laughs at me and she's like, relax, relax, relax your fingers. And it's really, really hard. And I told her, I, you know, I get yelled at for the same thing. When I go to get my nails done, they say the same thing. And, you know, I'm just, I guess, really wound up <laughs> most of the time. Um, but I know I'm not alone that so many people are like that. You know, we are just on the go. We are juggling a lot. We're, we're kind of running around at a pretty frenetic pace and it is not easy to find these times when we can really allow ourselves to let go, let it all go and just be in the moment. And I've been so pleasantly surprised to see how much this one pottery class has done for us. So today I want you to think about that and ask yourself, you know, what do I like to do? Was there something that maybe as a kid you like to do, but you haven't done in a really long time? Or have you seen videos or you heard friends who were doing certain creative 
projects that you thought, you know, I would love to, to do that, do that again, or learn how to do that? And what would happen if you made it happen and created the time, make it a priority, put it on your to-do list and decide I'm going to allocate some of my time for this because I deserve it and it's really, really good for me. And, you know, maybe it's not hours and hours a day and maybe it's one hour a week or maybe it's a few minutes a couple times a week or a few minutes a day, but whatever it is, just start somewhere and see what you can do to tap into your creativity. It's a different part of our brain than we are using day to day with all of our executive functioning and planning. And, you know, it's tied to emotion. It's tied to a sense of calm. And it's really, really good for us. We need this balance. And I know it has been so hard to find that and to create it. So I'm giving you not only permission, but I'm also giving you the assignment to make this a priority and find an outlet that taps into your creativity. It doesn't have to be pottery. Pottery is just what's working for us right now. But um, you find what's going to work for you, what makes you happy and what's doable in your life. And tell me about it. I would love to know what kinds of projects you take on. Is it a class? Is it something you have at home? Is it a video that you learn by? Let me know. Let's start talking about creativity and, and share what it can do for us. Okay. Can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. I hope this gets you thinking. Thank you for joining me for another episode and I'll be back next week. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you love today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.